Welcome to the podcast. This is Mike. And I'm Mary. That's why we call our podcast Mondays with Mike and Mary. Welcome, everyone. This is our chance to reflect back on our last week's coaching calls and pick some highlights for you, either Parade of Techniques and Ask the Experts, and usually both. And I have one of each today. Do you? Oh, a rare thing. You're not going to break the rules. You're going to actually give us one of each, and so am I. Well, cause... I might depart from the script a little <laughs> bit. You never know. All right. You <laughs> so, go first. Okay. Well, both my Parade of Techniques and Ask the Experts from this week's calls have to do with highest and best. Oh my gosh, I had that common theme running throughout my calls as well. Very interesting. Yeah. Must be the market. I can't, well, it must be the market. That's profound. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. And I think highest and best is a misnomer. Because the highest isn't always the best. That's darn right. Yeah, sometimes it's the, uh, it should be highest and final. Yeah. You know? Make your final offer by this date. And, you know, some people are allowed to use acceleration clauses. And some people aren't. That's right. Uh, So what happens when an offer gets accepted, it's the highest, and it's well over asking price. But it doesn't necessarily the best. Not necessarily, but it's the one that sellers accept. Well, And here's their fear. Okay. Or at least here's the fear from the real estate agent. What if it doesn't appraise? Well, yeah, we know of stories where the seller accepted an offer and then they ended up net, net, net with less than if they'd have chosen another buyer. So when they do accept an offer that's above asking price and you don't necessarily have all the comps you can to um, justify. Verify, justify, yeah, for the appraisal. Here's what she says. Print out all the offers and lay them out on the oh, kitchen counter. Print up all the offers. Yes. Oh, is that ever brilliant? Lay them out on the kitchen counter so when the appraiser comes in, you can direct his or her attention to here's all the things that buyers are willing to pay for this house. Oh my goodness. And let that reflect in and your appraisal. And how many buyers exactly. are willing to pay it. Yep. You know, some of our students put together a package, so something like that could be in a package. It could. Clipped together with a big note going, don't, you know, eight buyers, you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. That's a great parade of techniques. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's yours? Oh, now I'm intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is about health care and health oh. insurance. Our federal government mandates that we need to have health care, health insurance, each of us, even us realtors, Uh we realtors, or we can be subject to a fine. And so one of our students found a place to get health care, and then I chimed in where I've been getting my health care. So I want to add it to our podcast today for anybody that's out there saying, you're right, I need health care. And we do have a family in our Wickman family who is without health care, who just incurred some major, major expenses and don't, I mean, it's okay because this family member is saying, I'll pay for that. That's listings and sales (laughs) and I can control that, which is pretty darn cool. And here's the other thing that I heard from out of that mouth is that the net, net, net cost is going to be less than if I'd been paying a whole bunch of money every month for standardized health care anyway. So there's there's two attitudes, right? But anyway, I want to share this with you. 
um, one of our students brought to our attention the One Share Health. It, that's the name of the company. One, the number Share S H A R E, and Health H E A L. A easy for me to say. I'm a uh -huh. professional speaker. H E A L T H. Now it's faith based. And I asked uh, what the monthly is and, and was told $600, but of course it depends on the size of your family and what you got, what's covered. I don't know how that one works. The one I've been a part of for four years is called Christian Healthcare Ministries. Um, that was referred to us from uh, one of our students in Missouri who had real good luck with this. I had had real good success with this. Christian Healthcare Ministries CHM. Now you do have to be a Christian to participate and that's part of the rules and you have to live right and there's some character Qualities, I don't know if there is with the other one. My guess is okay. that there is but each unit Costs $45 for bronze. They also have silver and gold um, So a unit is $45 a month and there's some parameters and all of that. So anyway, check it out. See if having something will work better for you than having nothing. I think especially catastrophic illness. You know, I get a magazine every month from this company and it's validation letters that say our bills were $250,000 and CMH covered it. So check it out as opposed to having nothing. Yeah. And at the risk of being political. It's not about health care. It's about health insurance. Excuse me. Yes. And yeah. sick care. Yeah. Sick <laughs> it's care. nothing about health care. Wow. It's sick care. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great alternative, you know, to getting in the pool or paying through the nose. So I want to go back to highest and best. Because All right. my Again? We just covered <clears throat> that. Well, my Ask the Experts was about another situation where highest and best came into play. Seriously? Yeah. And this was from, with an out-of-town buyer. So it was impossible to get them to negotiate price face-to-face. -face. Now, you know, Master Sales Academy is all about negotiating. Oh, be and there. Price is one of the things we do have to negotiate. May 8, May 9, be there in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Check it out, floydwickman.com. <clears throat> all right, sorry, I have to do a commercial every now and then. Well, that's <laughs> perfectly acceptable. Okay. You know, Floyd's rule of thumb, whenever you negotiate money, if you can, negotiate face-to-face. Face -to -face. Face. Yes. Because there's all kinds of stuff you can observe and use in a negotiation when you're face-to-face -face that you receive from your adversary or your partner that you don't get over the phone or through an email or a text. Is this a Chris Voss thing again? No, not necessarily. Oh, he changed the way you're thinking. Yeah, it's a Wickman thing. Uh, you know? Well, yeah. If you know what you're doing, you can pay attention to what your client or your prospect oh. is doing and saying. Yes, you're right. That is Floyd. Yeah. So her question was, in a multiple offer situation, I'm not face-to-face -face with them. How do I get them to listen to me? Because I know what's going to happen in this multiple offer negotiation. How do I get those people who are out of town to listen to me and make their highest and final or best offer? So and this is, uh, our student is representing the buyer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I, you said that and I didn't catch right. that. And this was a situation where the acceleration clause can't be used. Okay. It's not legal. Cool. Um, so 
She got some great advice other than that. Try the acceleration clause. Use the face-to-face. -face. Show them the comparables. Yep. You're not an investor. Take your investor hat off. You are a buyer. And get their perspective going that way. And what's your number? That's really the, the, the crux of it all. You've got to get a number from them. And here was the dialogue that came out. And I love this dialogue. It's, it's very Wickman. It's let's pretend, right? Let's pretend it's tomorrow. The negotiation is all done. And I'm calling you. And I say, congratulations, you got the house at your price. I want you to be happy and not regret. Let's pretend it's tomorrow. And I call you and say, uh, you didn't get the house. Somebody bid more. I want you to be happy with the number that you bid, saying, that's okay. We went our highest. I'm not mad at you. Wow, I love that. Oh, I wish I knew who it was so I could tell them how <laughs> wonderful they are. Oh, that's beautiful dialogue. Yeah. And let's pretend it's Monday. And what's the third outcome that's possible? Either they got the house for the price, or they didn't get the house, or they got to come higher. Uh, either way, the dialogue is so perfectly suited to get them to say, whatever the outcome, we're going to be happy. And we're not going to be mad at you. Yeah, so <laughs> what's the number? <laughs> yeah, you got to get their number and, and know that they can live with it. And then use that magic in threes by reinforcing what they say three separate times. So let me make sure I'm clear as to what you're saying, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer. You're saying that if this happens, you'll be happy and you won't be mad at me. Am I hearing you correctly? Good. Have we established uh, the mutual ground rules here? Good. So, so if you reinforce it, validate it, underscore it, repeat it three times, then you're less likely to get buyers who A, won't listen to you, and B, will be happy regardless of the outcome. Love, love, love that. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Well, I haven't asked the experts question. Oh, I was hoping you would. You know, sometimes how a student will get on and say, oh, I don't really have anything, and then it turns out that they actually do. Okay, if you did have something, what would it be? Well, yeah. in this case, what I said is, um, you've been working on your morning routine, mm. and how's that going? And what's what's holding you back now? That's our job as coach, is to coax those things out of people. And listen? Yeah, exactly. And know our students? So, here's what's going on now that could get me off track, right? Uh-huh. And it was, well, I just got a new phone. I'm really glad. I really, I just got a new phone, but you know. Technology? Oh, honey. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's 35% of yeah. people that gotcha. are held back by, and especially in a transition. Once you, when you get a new phone, what is one of the most common problems is we get, end up with duplicate contacts. Yeah. So now we go into our contacts list and there's five of the same person and you know that gets really crazy and annoying so anyway this person is ready for a vacation headed to a driving vacation so she will have time to delete 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 all these um duplicate contacts yeah so here's my question um how many are there 
How many contacts do you have? Want to take a guess at the number? Four thousand. Yeah. Does this sound like a quick little project to you? No. No. <laughs> so it might take down and back. And so I said, okay. So would you be willing to commit? Or and then I said, okay. So once they're deleted, first of all, how are you going to go about deleting them? Is there a way to do it that's the quickest? I don't know. Well, who would know that? And I got an answer. Uh -huh. So so here's what we agreed and. You know, it's just a little coaching mechanism. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because whatever is holding our students back, it almost always can be solved with this little mechanism. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what we did is we said, okay, who's the person that has the answer to the question that how can I do this most effectively? Uh -huh. So what's holding you back? And then who knows the answer? Who knows how to solve that? So we set a date that one week from that call. I win. That person is going to know, uh -huh. it, uh, is, you're going to have communicated with that person. Here's what the solution is. Then we're going to have a deadline for applying the solution. Yep. And so that's what we have by the 19th. And it'll all be done and behind you and in the rear view mirror by the 19th. And I heard a great phrase when I was in Wichita last week. What was that? Jet pilots don't have a rear view mirror. Yeah. So if we're going to take off and if we're going to make this the best spring that we've ever had, we can't be looking in the rearview mirror. We can't be worrying about, oh, I've got 4,000 duplicate contact. <laughs> we got to go straight forward and get through those problems as quick as possible so we can get ourselves off the ground. Yeah. I think there's a reason why the rearview mirrors are small and they don't take up the whole windshield in the car. Because you're supposed to look forward and not backward, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>